0: Let me ask you about the vendor that says that the other agent says they're doing it for nothing. Mm, yes. Does it come up?
1: Oh, of course. Of course, every day. I mean, can I ask yeah. you, what are the top three or four that come up? agent will do it for nothing. Yeah. Um, the paper doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I've seen that auctions fail, so yeah. I'm not going to go to auction. Yeah. Um, Commission a little bit. Um, they say, oh, they'll, they'll sharpen the, the pencil and the commission. Are they the main four, and you reckon? The main four, yeah. Can we, can we touch on each one yeah, of them? Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, the other agent said that they would do it for nothing. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I can completely understand why that's really attractive to me. I, I, I do get that. And if I was selling my home and an agent told me they would pay for it, I would love to go with that because it would be the best thing for me, I guess, because I wouldn't have to give up the upfront cost. Yeah. I, I suppose the thing for me is... I don't go down the path of paying for people's marketing because the problem is, is that you become obviously a liability to me. You don't become an asset. You become somebody who really, I've got an invested interest in the sale of your home. And when it comes to the negotiation of your contract and I'm looking at going, well, I need to get this deal done, I might actually be a bit you know, jaded or trying to get the deal done, whatever it may be, yeah. and it could actually impact my decisions to get you the most money because right. I want this to be financially beneficial for both of us. When you sell, I want to obviously get paid my commission. I want to move on and, and be done with it. And everyone to be happy with the transaction. The problem with paying for marketing, in my mind, is that I'm investing into you with no guarantee of a result. Because at the end of the day, Mr. and Mrs. Endor, it's your decision whether you sell this home or not. Completely your decision. But fortunately for me, it puts me in a position where even if we get you a great result, I've still got invested interest. If you decide not to sell or whatever it may be, then I'm within a bit of a precarious position. Right. I've made mistakes in my real estate career Mr. this and I'm happy to be a little bit vulnerable, and i paid for marketing before, but I'd never do it again based on the fact that I would never want to put you in the position where I had a vested interest in your biggest asset. Okay. So, I think what you're also saying mm.
0: is that the minute that the agent has skin in the game, mm. they may basically start focusing on making a decision that's good for the agent that might not be as good for the vendor. Of course. And you're saying, I don't want to put either of us in that position. Okay, let's talk about the objection on the auction. Sure. Yeah. And what do they
1: normally say about auctions? Um, well, most when people, they object. Yeah, most people have seen one fail. Or most people have seen one passed in or whatever it may be because it happens. Yeah. And I always say to them, hey, look, guys, it's not a bulletproof vest. Yeah. You know, it's not the silver bullet. The reality is, is that some properties don't sell at auction in the same way that some properties sit on the market for six to 12 months with a price off. Yeah. Very, very similar. Because some properties don't transact as quickly as others. Yeah. But what it will tell you is that our days on market for auctions is much, much less because we're focused on a process of getting the buyers to their maximum figure rather than price and seeing whether we sit with the marketplace with the buyers. The worst mistake I believe that we can make is pricing the home, having it too high We'll get no one through the opens. we have to reduce the the market. Too low, we can undersell the property. And again, I need a little bit of trust in this transaction because with auction, I need you to give me the time to explain it. And all I'm asking for today is your permission to talk about it for just a few minutes. And if you don't agree with it, we can move on. But if you do want to know more about it, I'm happy to elaborate further. I believe that a lot of people get their back up about auction straight away because they don't understand it. Right. If we can get the permission to talk about it right. and just have that... Okay, if you can talk about it, and I get that 15 minutes to compare it non biasedly to, to price an auction. Yeah. The auction will win. But if someone says, "Well, I don't want to go to auction," and you start going, "Well, the days on market are, you know, 100 versus 30, or you know, auctions get the best results, or we would never sell the other way, or I'd sell my mother's house by auction, whatever it may be." you're immediately entering confrontation.
0: Okay, so you've made a point of that a few times, Mitch, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very valid point that you might actually win the argument, but you lose the listing. The yeah. minute you get into confrontation mode, what you're saying is, I don't really care where you're at. I'm going to prove that I'm right. Hmm. Um, and what you're saying is that if you don't get permission to do it, yeah. you're better off
1: sort of moving away from a head-on clash. Yeah, because and, and, a clash only ends in one way and it's with a disagreement, and you walk out the door and they'll say they'll call you. It, it only ends one way, I, I believe, because we've, we've just got to, you know, with, with clients, they're always nervous. Uh, no, I mean, out of curiosity, on Mitch, what are you finding? Mm. You're
0: going to two meetings or one meeting to get a mm. listing signed up? One meeting. One meeting. Yeah. So sign it up first yeah. time, yeah. right. Do you see good agents
1: closing? Do you close? Yeah, I think you've got to. Right. Um, I, I think you do have to because people want to see an agent that's going to close a buyer. Right. And they want to see someone who wants to sell the home and wants to get the deals done. And, and then, hey, look, if you've spent 45 an hour in someone's house, I believe you have the right to close or at least ask for the business. Because, you know, it's that it comes to a point where you've discussed everything, you, you've made your case, yeah. and it's just whether they'll do you want me to sell your home or not, basically. Okay. Um, is it normally a pre listening kit that's been sent out? Absolutely, yeah. yeah? I think it's very important um, to just send out some information for them to peruse over. Some people will read it, some people won't. The more analytical people probably will. Um, and that's always great because it actually takes time out of your presentation. Because you, know, you don't want to be there for too long. You want it to be fairly informative, but again, not you know, going on for too, too long. Right. So, um, Mitch, an example of a close? Oh, hey guys, look, have I done enough today to earn your business? You know, Hey, I, I really love to sell your home, Like I love what you've done to it, I'm really excited about it, I know that we can get a great result for you, because I know that we're obviously dealing with a lot of buyers in today's marketplace, and I'd just love to get the ball rolling for you. But again, I don't want to put you under any pressure, I just want to let you know that I'm here, and we want to get the job done. Okay. And just a little bit of enthusiasm, and, and I think people want to deal with people who, who would make them enthusiastic about the sale as well, and, and get them excited about it. Beautiful. Mm.
0: Uh, Mitch let's talk about the objection so we've covered we've covered a fair bit about print yeah uh, we've covered about the other agent is going to pay for it yeah we've just talked um, a little bit about auction yep. what was that other objection uh, the other objection
1: was the Commission Right. Um, so you're, you're, you're too expensive. The other's cheaper. Yeah, of course. And and hey, look, you know, it's all the old adage, you know, the cheapest agent is the one that gets you the best price. And, and we can, I believe, be very quick with our comebacks and sometimes get people offside. Because I can always say to a vendor, hey, look, I understand why you'd want to ask. Um, I get that. Obviously, to see if you can shave a bit off the deal. Yeah. What I would ask, though, is no commission is paid until you get a sale on your home. There is no commission payable. So until a point where you're happy with the result that I get you, you don't have to pay me a cent. And, that, and that's the beauty of it because you're in control of the process throughout the entire thing. So whether it be 2.5%, whether it be 2%, whether it be 3%, whatever it may be, it's really irrelevant to you achieve a sale. Because I believe the only decision you've got to make here today is whether or not I'm the person to negotiate the most money out of a buyer for you and whether you're comfortable with me handling this transaction. And at the end, maybe we can look at it again. but. Again, I don't believe in talking about the figures now because we don't know what it's going to sell for. And as I alluded to before, there's different prices we achieve in real estate. There's different processes we go down, and if we get all the buyers there and everything comes to plan and comes together in the way that we want it to, I know you're going to be happy with the result, and I know you're going to be happy to pay me the commission because you'll be happy to move on with your life. That's fantastic. Mitch,
0: 30 listing presentations a month. You're going in there. You've picked up a lot of things over the last. How long have you been doing the role? Um, Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of listing presentations in a short period of time. What's the best three pieces of advice you
1: can give our viewers out there? I, I think I alluded to it before, and I'm a big believer in naivety and, and having the guts to ask the questions. The biggest thing I'd say is don't think the green eye monster is behind the door. Right. Don't think the vendor is going to be sitting there with a list of 20 objections ready to last you because they won't. The reality is we deal with people uh, every day and in listening presentations we're particularly dealing with somebody who is probably, even though they're not showing it, a little distressed and a little uncomfortable because it's not something that people go through every day so, so
0: what you're saying is don't make your objection and a doubt their objection. Yeah, right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Number two? I think remain calm. Mm. Right. I think people like to deal with people that are calm, and particularly when it comes to objections or talking about their property or whatever it may be, take the time to answer the question calmly and sincerely, rather than getting ready with that perfect script and dialogue that you picked up from James and the day before. Right. You know, it, it's one of those things that I believe we can get too bogged down in the, in the scripts and the dialogues or the words. Yeah, it, it's got to be about the emotion. Yeah, because people will connect with people, and you want them to connect with you. Yeah, because more often than not, the four agents following you will probably have similar dialogue yeah. than you. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of focusing on, hey, look, I want this vendor to like me. I want this vendor to listen to what I have to say. But more importantly, when I walk out the door, I want the vendor to have this feeling about me that says, that's my guy. Yeah. That's the person I want to sell my home. Yeah. And I think that calmness is, is probably the key.
0: Yeah. And guys and girls, as you're watching, you've heard me say it before. The ability to walk to a listing presentation and be having a conversation and more or less say to the vendor, it's okay if I don't get your listing. I'm not saying you literally say it, but more or less what you're going to say to someone there is, hey, this is not about me meeting my listing quota target. I'm here today. You have a challenge. I may or may not be able to help you. I'm going to ask you questions. At the end of it. I'm going to work out if I can help you. If I can, I'm going to run for a solution. Yes. If not, I'm just going to guide you off on what you should do. People love that approach. Yes. Basically, your saying is I care more about you than what's good for me. Yes. You know. Yes, yes. So we, um, you've talked about being fearless and having the courage to ask for it and don't have the objection that you think that they've got in yes. the head. Um, bring it up yourself. Yes. Number two... You talked about there about being calm and not being a parrot that just shoots off yep. a script or dialogue.
1: Anything else you can think of? I'd say you've got to close. Right. And I believe it's getting more competitive every every day. Um, you know, the more agents I see popping up around the place, and from the agents that I deal with, I know they're going in against more and more agents. Like people are getting in four or five agents now, whereas it would have been two or three or a few years ago. Right. Because there's more competition in the marketplace. So I believe you've got to be closing. And I, and I believe we have the right to close. It's, yeah. how, it's how we do it. But I believe we have to. And sometimes if, if you leave that presentation without really asking for the business or really you know, assessing how you can obviously represent them as a real estate agent, then you are probably miss an opportunity. Yeah. And I believe opportunities are becoming shorter and shorter as time goes on and we're getting less and less. Yeah. So we've really got to take advantage of the ones that we do get.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I think you'd agree that the highest point of emotional connection that you've probably got with that vendor during the process is there and then at that listing and once you've gone back to the office and two or three days go over, Mm -hmm. you end up, what I say, joining the commodity dungeon where basically you're in a commodity dungeon, a room with other people, uh, presentation kits, what was his fee, what was her fee. Yeah. And uh,
1: that's a bad game to play. You know? it, it, it is because hey, look, if if cutting commission worked, and a lot of real estate agents wouldn't exist, and you know, go get would be number one in Australia. or yeah, know, it's it's the, people choose real estate agents based on who they are and what they do, not based on the fee they charge or the marketing they charge. Otherwise, none of us would charge for marketing. The papers wouldn't exist, and you know, real estate would be very different. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, Again, to kind of sort of close it all up, I suppose, it's just a matter of, I believe, asking the questions that need to be asked and, and responding to the client as okay. best you can. I'm going to ask you one final question because you look quite young mm.
0: and I have a lot of young viewers out of my subscribers that say, Tom, what's the advice you can give me when people think you're too young yeah. to list their property. Mm-hmm. Does it ever
1: come up? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I've been asked a few times. I think I've always believed in building prof- um, rapport through professionalism. Right. So I've always only taken in a, a booklet, and I've said to before um, and I took in a notepad and a pen, because I want it to be about me. Right. If you take in an iPad presentation or lots of, you know, lots of charts and diagrams, it becomes about the information and not about you. Yeah. And if someone comes along that's 20 or 30 years older than you, you probably might miss out because of that. With the age, I've never thought it was a barrier. I don't know why. I've always been naive that way. And that ever since I started when I was 18, I've always gone in and just said what I believe needed to be said, brought up what I believe needed to be brought up, and had that fearlessness to ask. And it's something that I've always been lucky to have, I guess. And I so what you're
0: saying to me is, if you think you're too young, you're probably right. If yeah. you think you're too old, you're probably, probably right. Are, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I love. I'm a, you know, I really. It resonates. A lot of the stuff you said with me it really resonates. And particularly about the going in there with a pen and paper and appearing as an architect that's just working for that person. And making it personal. And making it personal. I'm not saying that this is a a ready-made solution that we give to everyone. It doesn't matter. You're basically saying, I'm a draftsman and I'm doing it on the run for you. I like that. Mitch, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you here.